Welcome back to the Hockey House Pod, episode 92, presented by Optimex Sports. I'm your host, Mackenzie Murphy, as we bring you the latest news from around the ACHA and the CHF. Collins and Herm in the studio tonight. Herm said it already in the notes, but this certainly is the most wonderful time of the year. We podcast all year long. We get through those summer months where there's no ACHA news. We grind it out for weeks like this, where we can just give our picks. This is first take, Hockey House style. No, we got two leagues. Seven championships, two locations. It's going to be awesome. Herm, Collins in the building. We're going to run you through it. Collins, I'll throw it over to you first. You guys actually got to play last weekend, had some playoff hockey, a solid run for the Ice Cats this year. Yeah, it was a great run. You know, we didn't get the result we wanted, losing to Westchester in the final uh, on an OT goal. Great season nonetheless. Really, really looking forward to next season and um, really excited today to be like um, be like Stephen A for a day and just spew out some just ridiculous ridiculously hot takes for the sole purpose of those takes being hot so super excited to get at it today yeah the goal is to say something where a social media team can clip it when they win the national title 100 percent. that's the only goal herm live from utica tonight uh what's going on not so much boys i came over in the best mood i have been smiling since 5 p.m because i knew we were recording tonight and i've just been fired up for it this is the best this is always always the best you said it that we worked so so incredibly hard to get to this point and this season has been record-breaking for a whole number of different reasons. To finally see the culmination is going to be really fun. We're especially excited. All three of us will be in Marlboro for the ACHA Nationals. Collins and I will be down in Westchester for the CHF. We've got a marathon of hockey waiting for us the next couple weeks, and we are really looking forward to it. We'll kind of recap last weekend to start. We'll throw out the burgers first, get the grills going right away. ACHA Burgers Blood of the Week. In men's division three action, Arkansas defeated Purdue by a score of 11 to one. Those two teams are actually going to be playing in the national tournament in the national tournament in Marlboro. So that is uh, interesting to see. And then in women's division one action, Montana State defeated Air Force 12 to three. And then in CHF, the American division, particularly Florida Southern College defeated Florida by a score of 12 to two. We did have some uh, championships this weekend, as Collins noted. Congratulations to the Westchester Rams. They won the ECHA title in overtime. They also defeated number one seed Navy, who's playing in the national championships later this week in the semifinals. Pitt won the Eshel title, the Eastern States Collegiate Hockey League, defeating Niagara eight to two. Pitt has had Niagara's number this year. I think they've won won four of the five games versus Niagara. Those are the two top teams in the conference, and they handily beat the Purple Eagles 8-2. to two. Worth noting that Pitt has won the regular season title in the CHMA in the previous two seasons. The 2019-2020 season and then the 2021-2022 seasons, but they failed to win the CHMA playoff championship. They lost to IUP in 2020 in the finals. That was an upset. And then they lost to John Carroll in the tournament last year. JCU went and got the auto bid for the CHMA. And then in their first year in the Eshel, which some may argue is a tougher conference, Pitt, they win the regular season title and they get the monkey off their bat winning the conference championship. So I wanted to give the Panthers a shout out. Looking forward to seeing them at the national tournament as well. Wanted to give a huge shout out to Brandon Baldwin. Herm, I want you to walk us through this one because I listen to this on the walk home from the bar the other night. Great song. Herm, how did we find this? We had a tip from Caden Hintz, who played four years at Missouri State Men's One with Brandon Baldwin. Brandon is now trying to launch a music career. His Instagram is Brandon underscore Baldwin 89. And he just put out a snippet of a song called Jerseys in a Shadow Box. He set out to make a 
country song that kind of related to hockey just because when you think of sports in in country songs that's not something that typically goes hand in hand and he's like a a Missouri through and through guy It, it was genuinely emotional listening to it if we can use our platform for a bigger thing if you're listening to this episode right now stop what you're doing hit pause and go to his Instagram and give it a listen and then come back. It pulls on your heartstrings in a way that I'm not even a country fan or anything like that. Kind of lost for words with it. Murph, Murph, you want to take it? Yeah, to sum it up briefly, I was playing it on the walk home from the bar with two of my teammates who were all seniors and they told me I had to turn it off. One of them said, turn that off. That's making me emotional. And the other one said, send that to me so I can listen to it tomorrow. And I think that perfectly described uh, how good of a song it was, but it, it was really good. And uh, we would love to kind of maybe use that as a national recap, maybe down the road. But kind of all the news we had this week, we're going to dive into the Nationals preview. A lot of questions in the, in the DMs. So we're going to try to do our best to outline everything. But like I mentioned in the pregame, two leagues, seven championships. First one is the Collegiate Hockey Federation. They're proud to formally announce the first annual AAU College Hockey National Championship Tournament. They are returning once again to the Ice Line Quad Rinks in Westchester, Pennsylvania from March 10th through March 15th. This is AAU College Hockey National Tournament that will feature 40 teams from six conferences competing in two divisions, competing for the coveted title of national champions in their respective divisions. So CHF is kind of rebranding as AAU College Hockey starting next season. They're going to start by kicking things off with the first annual AAU College Hockey National Championship Tournament. It will replace the Federation Cup, which we previously had in Westchester. Moving on to the ACHA, the governing body for non-NCAA men's and women's hockey in the United States announced today that the ACHA National Championships will be held in Marlboro at the New England Sports Center. This tournament is going to be from March 16th to the 21st. Talking with Craig Barnett, the executive director of the ACHA, he's very excited because for a long time, the ACHA has been trying to get all of the games under one roof. They almost had it last year in St. Louis with all the games being played at Centene. Women's D2 had to play their pool play at Maryville. This year, everybody's at the New England Sports Center. It's all under one roof. This was originally the site of the 2021 ACHA National Championships until the pandemic altered those plans. The cooperation and the flexibility of the New England Sports Center made it possible to bring back the championships for 2023. 109 games over a six-day period of hockey. Plenty of rinks in Marlboro to do it, so that'll be a really exciting tournament. To get things started, we're going to preview the CHF American Tournament. This is basically the equivalent of CHF Division Three. This is the first time that they will be having this tournament. Last year, they had the D3 teams compete in the Federation Cup. U Tampa was a, a team that stuck out to me. Tampa had two teams. They had their D2 team and their D3 team playing in the tournament. This year, the D3 teams get their own tournament. Eight teams qualify. They're going to kick things off with pool play on Saturday, March 11th, and they will claim a national champion on Wednesday, March 15th. Two pools of four teams with the top two teams in each pool moving on to the semifinals. Three rounds of hockey, pool play, semifinals, championship game. The American Division conferences with eligible teams, there's two auto bids for each conference college hockey south got two auto bids dvchc got two the empire got two and the unychl got two determined by the final ranking so to kick things off with pool a the number one seed st john fisher number four seed tampa number six new haven number seven salisbury herm i'll turn it over to you who's coming out of this pool i'm rolling with chalk on this one and just taking the number one st john's fisher Collins, what about you? So for my picks, I'm rolling chalk. 
and I'm going St. John's Fisher as well. But for my second pick, I'm going Salisbury. Got to support the Maryland boys. Hopefully they can make it out, and uh, I would love to see that. I'm taking Tampa on this one. They've been you know, playing really good hockey, and they were undefeated for the longest time. I don't know if they, they still might be, honestly. They were always lower in the rankings because I, I don't think the, the Southern teams get as much of a ranking weight as maybe the teams in the Northeast do. I'm rolling with Tampa on this one. I'm going to take them. I do see St. John Fisher moving on as well, but we'll go to Pool B. Number two, Niagara. Number three, Farmingdale. Number five, Widener. And number eight, Florida Southern. The Mocs, Florida Southern, they were in the ACHA Burger of the Week. Collins, I'll throw it over to you first. Who you got in this one? Again, I'm going Chalk. I'm taking Niagara here for the first pick. Uh, and then we're going Farmingdale next. I had the same thing. I'll chalk it up too. Herm, I don't know about you. I actually have a little bit of a different pick. So I'm taking Farmingdale. I have to go with my guy, Gabe DeCurry, out on Long Island, GTAC 13. I think Widener has endeared themselves to me in the similar way that a couple of other teams have this season. They responded to our caller shots post up on our story. They gave me this whole pitch for Widener. I'm on their train right now. And they said Widener will be the Cinderella story for the American Division tourney. The team was 3-8-1 and at the end of the first semester, but have been hot since the start of the second semester, going 9-0-1 to get the bid and their first league title. Beating Newman two times, who received a D2 Nationals bid, beating Hofstra convincingly, and then beating Alvernia two times, who was the top seed heading into playoffs. Only loss was last game of the year in a shootout against Bloomsburg, who played the following weekend and beat in playoff. The team's buzzing. Not to mention they played the one seed St. John Fisher at the end of the first semester in a close loss while missing a few key players. So look, we like a pitch like that. I Widener just put themselves on on the map for me and I, I'm rocking with them. Love that. Love love getting new teams in the mix too. Personally for me, I, I think pool A is the tougher one. I really had a harder time. I went with Tampa, but I like St. John Fisher. New Haven's pretty hot. Salisbury's got clean uniforms. I think that's the tougher pool. I really don't know a lot about Pool B. I know Niagara's been good. Farmingdale's always in the mix, but Widener, that's the first I've heard of him. I was almost sold in that, but I'm going to stick with Pool A on this one. Uh, Herm, what about you? I'm going to stick with Pool A. Collins? Yeah, I'm rolling Pool A on on the, the heart. And so, Collins, if you're going Pool A, what is your national championship matchup in CHF American? My national championship is going to look like St. John Fisher versus Niagara. And then for the winner, we have Niagara. Roll perps, baby. Wow. Love that. Herm, who are you going with? Tampa and Farmingdale. Give me Tampa on it. All right. I'm a similar pick. I think the two best teams in this in this tournament are St. John Fisher and Tampa. They'll have to play each other in pool play. They won't play each other in the semifinals. They're going to meet back up in the title game. And I'm taking Tampa over St. John Fisher uh, in the national championship for CHF America. Really looking forward to this tournament. It'll be the first of its iteration to kick things off at the AAU College Hockey Tournament. One of the questions we did have, Herm, I'll I'll get to this now, is warm up the bus said, why does the CHF invite every team in the country to nationals? Part of the CHF mission is to be more for the players, and I think they want to reward teams for the year that they've had, and that's why they have it in Philly, because they have so many teams in the Northeast, so many teams in the Southeast, and Philly is kind of in the Mid-Atlantic. Collins, is Philly Mid-Atlantic? Yeah, I would call Philly Mid-Atlantic. It's not Northeast. I would say as soon as you hit, I don't know, because again, New York is not necessarily Northeast. New York is New York. So I'd say probably as soon as you hit Connecticut, you hit the Northeast. Yeah, they're really for the players. And that's why I'm so excited to check out the CHF tournament this year, AAU College Hockey. 
Collins was there last year. Looking forward to checking out because I think a lot of people just don't really know what this is an alternative to the ACHA. So really looking forward to that. Let's kick things off, though, with the main tournament going on here, the CHF National Preview. We have 32 teams qualifying. Like people said, why is every team getting invited? Well, that is because there's auto bids, four auto bids for the ACCHL, eight auto bids for College Hockey South, four auto bids for DV. CHC, four for the Empire, two in the NEIHC, and four in the UNYCHL, totaling to 26 auto bids, six at-large bids from the rankings. This is going to kick off Friday, March 10th. National Championship game will be Wednesday, March 15th. Same with the American. Eight pools, four teams. Winner of each pool moves on to the quarters. I like that part of it. I maybe not be the biggest fan of having 32 teams. Kind of like ACHA, you got you have to win your pool. You don't get the comfort of losing a game. On the rare occasion, you'll see a team lose a game and still get to move on because of goal differential or something like that. But eight teams will advance from pool play, playing the quarterfinals, then we'll get some semifinal action in a championship game. Stick with us here. We got a lot to cover. Pool A, the number one seed, St. Bonaventure Bonnies. They will face off against the number 16, Georgia Bulldogs. Number 24, Mass Maritime. Number 32, High Point. Kind of a gong show of a pool to start things off. St. Bonaventure, a really good team. Georgia's been really good in the South. Collins, I want to pick your brain. You saw Mass Maritime play last year, and they were a pretty tough team to play against, right? Yeah, I saw three of these teams. I don't think I saw High Point, but I saw the Bonnies, Georgia, and Mass Maritime. I mean, these are all really good teams. I got to see SEC game day. I got to see Georgia versus Alabama, which was great. I think the Bonnies are taking this. I The way they played last year was just incredible. And, you know, I haven't been following the, the, the CHF that much this year. Uh, they beat Penn State Harrisburg like eight to one or six to one or something like that. And they just looked like an all around really, really tough team to play against. So I'm taking them for that reason. Herm, what about you? I got to I got to roll chalk on it and say the Bonnies. They have had a hell of a season and the UNYCHL is a tough conference to play in. I'm sticking with the Bonnies too. I was fortunate enough to call some games in that UNYCHL Empire Showcase down in Elmira, and they were the first game that I watched. Uh, a barn burner with Quinnipiac, I believe. The Bonnies were good. I mean, they they kind of let off the gas and let Quinnipiac back into the game, but they showed such composure getting back into it. And I think a lot of people don't really know about the CHF, and they're getting more involved now. You know, probably because of the coverage we're doing. But the Bonnies are, are a really good hockey team, and, and one of the best club hockey teams I've seen in the Northeast. And I, I was really impressed with them. I also love the jerseys, uh, the kind of jersey where if you walk into the rink, like you're like, oh, that's St. Bonaventure's hockey team. You right away know who it is. They don't look like some throw together team that's wearing roller hockey jerseys. Clean, classic look. Really good. I like the Bonnies, too. Obviously, we got guys down at UGA that we're, we're friends with, and I'm sure they'll go and run for their money. Got to give a shout out to Mass Maritime at High Point, too. But I'm going to I'm going to roll chalk here. Not to mention with the uh, the Bonnie's jerseys, they're Adidas, so they look like the they're the actual team exactly at St. Bonaventure. Thank, thank, yeah, thank you for bringing that up because that was one of the reasons why they look legit. Like the Adidas jerseys just look so, especially if you're an Adidas school. You know, if Cuse, we could get the Nike jerseys, like that would look really cool. But when you're rocking what the what the big guns are wearing, that's bonus style points. Gets a little interesting here in Pool B. Number two, Niagara. Number fifteen, Penn State, Harrisburg. Number twenty-three, Fredonia. Number thirty-one. Clemson Herm I'm tossing it over to you because I feel like I know what you're going with here come on come on do we do we even have to ask the question of who am I going with here I am rocking with my boys from Berg Puck Penn State Harrisburg has had an awesome year so far Collins are you uh 
you drinking the Kool Aid with Penn State Harrisburg? Or you going with someone else? I don't know. I'm like really, really split on this. Like, I obviously I want Penn State to to go pretty far. Um, love those guys. Niagara is looking really good this year, so it's like it's really tough. For the simple point of being a contrarian, I'm gonna have to go with Niagara again. You took the words out of my mouth. I want to pull for the boys at Berg Puck, but I think Niagara's too good. I think Niagara and Niagara has that experience from nationals last year where maybe Penn State Harrisburg doesn't have that. So I like that for the Purple Eagles. Niagara putting themselves in the conversation as a hockey school right now with all the teams they're sending to the national tournaments. We'll turn things over to Pool C. Number three, Tampa. Number 14, Ramapo College. Number 22, Auburn. And number 30, Newman. I'll kick things off with this one. I like that we get two teams that won their conference tournaments facing off here with Ramapo and Tampa. I think Tampa's too good right now. I think that they're a team on a mission and they're trying to make a statement. The whole school put them in the hockey school category because I'm rolling with the Spartans on this one. What about you, Herm? Ooh, you know what? I, I want to take a step back before I make a prediction. And you you drop the, the very classic tree line of too good right now. And if anyone knows tree on YouTube, that's what he said before the whole Pecorine thing. And we know what happened when, when they looked invincible. With that said, I'm still going with Tampa. Collins, you jumping on the, the wagon? You know who looked invincible last year? Tampa. Tampa looked invincible. And look what ended up happening. They lost to Christopher Newport and didn't make it past pool play. For that reason, I'm not fully bought in on them. One team that I loved watching last year was Ramapo. Ramapo is such a big, physical, highly skilled team. They just play, you know, a mix of old school hockey where they're going to kick the shit out of you, but also score some highlight real goals. So they're they're a hard team to not bet against. Yeah, they do have Chris Dressler. He scored the overtime winner in the conference championship game, pulled out the heartbreaker. I think it's Tampa Bay, though. Like, I think, you know, Tampa Bay Lightning, they looked invincible, got swept by Columbus. I think Christopher Newport was their Columbus. They've been a team on a mission. I think they're getting over the hump. I actually think that they're going to have a tough time with Auburn or Newman. I think they get themselves up for that Ramapo game, but it's the Auburn and the Newman they got to make sure they're ready to play for those ones because they had a hiccup the other night, Herm, against uh, Georgia, right? They they were down late in that semifinal yeah. game, and then they rolled South Carolina in the title game. So I think it, it's consistency for them, but I, I really think they're on a mission here. But moving to Pool D, the runner-ups will start things off with number four, Binghamton. In the same pool as the defending national championships, number 13, Babson College. That's going to be some exciting hockey early on. Number 21, Tennessee, and number 29, Alfred State will join them as well. Collins, who are you going with? I'm going to do my, my best Grinelli impression here, but imagine walking uh, into a hockey arena and just hearing 30,000 people singing Rocky Top. So I got to go with Tennessee, man, just for Grinelli. That's awesome. Get that on our shot list. I would love to see Tennessee win and we go right into the locker room with the cameras and get Rocky Top going. I, I need that. I'll pull for a Tennessee victory there, but I'm going Babson. I think Babson 13, that's like, uh, I don't know what the odds are at them as a 13 seed to win it, but I'm uh, I'm going to take them. Binghamton had a hiccup in the playoffs a couple weeks ago. They lost to Niagara County Community College. You lose a game like that, a playoff game, and that's tough. So I don't think they have the momentum. Babson won their conference, so I'm going to roll with the Beavers. Herm, what are you thinking? I'm rolling with the Volunteers. I like where Collins's head is at. I like the Grinelli blessing. I like the sty. It feels like it's all going up Tennessee right now. 
the disrespect we just gave the boys in bingo. I hope that's uh, I hope that's the first bulletin board material of the episode here. We're what minute twenty five, so maybe maybe the Bearcats are, are looking back at us and and uh, maybe maybe they they get the momentum going here. But we'll go to Pool E: Farmingdale, number five, number twelve, Delaware, number twenty, Kutztown, and number twenty eight, Georgia Tech. This is a pretty interesting pool. Where I feel like it's up for grabs. I'm gonna start things off. I'm going twelve, Delaware. I like the momentum that they had coming off the overtime victory. I I something about teams that win their conference in overtime it's like get me on that train like the, the all the momentum's going for them herm you're nodding your head i'm assuming you got the same pick i don't wow actually i i no i have to i'm going farmingdale on this one i have to i'm sticking with my boy i'm sticking with my boys down on the island collins you're the tiebreaker here yeah, I mean, as a Nova guy, and I know this sounds stupid to anybody at the SEC right now, but we have a vicious football rivalry with Delaware, so nowhere in my heart can I support the Blue Hens. I didn't get to see them play last year because uh, I forget why they weren't at the tournament, but for some reason. But I have to go Farmingdale. They are like the stalwarts of the CHF. Like They are the quintessential CHF team when you think of it, like outside of the Cox. Like, so I think I have to go with them. Wow, that's I think that's a hot take. Really? Why? Why? It's that? a real. That's a really hot take. You're saying that they're like the most notable CHF team outside of South Carolina. Well, you have to think like from a publicity standpoint, maybe not necessarily the CHF. Their organization is pretty much entirely based out of Long Island. But one of the guys you're going to meet, Herm, I forget what his name is, but he used to be the head coach at Farmingdale, and he's like the like director of ops or something like that. Okay. So, so that's why I think Farmingdale. I'm yeah. gonna backtrack i'm gonna double down on my delaware take because they have the best graphic design team in all of club hockey right now whoa that's a hot take right there yikes i mean they put out one good no they put out heaters they put out heaters that national that is disrespect on disrespect on cincinnati that's also disrespect on um was it louisville that that put out that heater graphic for kentucky louisville with the bird sitting on the fence louisville does like the whoever they're playing they put like a bird on the yeah i get what you mean cincinnati very good love cincinnati's work the thing i love about delaware is it comes out of nowhere you know they have so many other hockey teams on campus and they're throwing out heaters as the chf team which i love herm i'm not going to take any slander we're going to move on to the next pool pool f Notre Dame, how do you, how do you not? No, 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 no. Before we move on, hell no. We're not getting out of the incredible graphic design conversation in the ACHA without mentioning Notre Dame because that looks like NCAA quality work. Well, it is NCAA quality work. It is NCAA quality work. Shout out Kyle Rubin. He's the head graphic designer at Syracuse for the athletic department. Cooking up graphics for the boys at Notre Dame. We'll get to them shortly. He plays intramurals at, at Tennedy Ice Pavilion down the street. Was the Notre Dame graphic designer. Last year, Herm and I were like, why is Notre Dame's club hockey team putting out these insane graphics? I go to work one day, and he's rocking a Notre Dame. He's the head graphic designer at Syracuse University for the athletic department. And he's rocking a Notre Dame club hockey backpack. And I'm like, what? I was like, wait, we backtrack here. I'm like, wait, do you know the hockey house? Yeah, I know hockey house. Yeah, bananas. And he's like making the graphics for Syracuse, but then he still makes the graphics for the Notre Dame boys. So cut that whole explanation. This is insane. This whole part is staying in. There are graphic designers that listen to us. All right, moving on. Pool F, number six, Fairfield, number 11, Quinnipiac, number 19, Cortland, number 27, USF. Collins, what are we thinking here? You saw a couple of these teams play last year, too. I don't know if I saw Fairfield, but I did see Quinnipiac and Cortland and USF. 
I think I have to go Quinnipiac on this one. They were a really, really good team. They gave they gave Kakaki a fight, so I'm rolling with them. But shout out to Cortland's goalie. What an interesting play style that guy has. He was just bouncing around out there. So hopefully he's still there, uh, and you'll get to see this. But he looks so unorthodox. But he is damn is he a, is he a good goalie? So Herm, who do you have coming away in pool F? I got a rock with the alma mater of Matt Crescelli, our videographer, who sits next to me at work. That's going to be Quinnipiac. I'm rolling with the Bobbies, too. I like Quinnipiac. I saw Fairfield and Quinnipiac play this year. I think Fairfield just threw a stinker against Binghamton in the game I saw, so I don't want to judge them off that. But I am going to judge Quinnipiac because they gave St. Bonaventure a really good game, and I think they showed a lot in that game versus South Carolina last year. That was so bizarre. Collins, wasn't... Quinnipiac like pulling the goalie up by four goals because they needed one more goal. It was the most bizarre hockey game I've ever seen. Yeah, so they needed to win by five to get to the next round. And I was sitting up with Gorms. And to be honest, like I had no clue what was going on because from my understanding, it felt like like cock hockey needed to win this game. And I was like to move on. And he tells me, he's like, oh, they need to win by five. And they're just keep pulling their goalie while they're up by four. And it was like really, really strange. And they ended up only winning by like three or four. Cock hockey moved on to to the bracket stage, which was really strange. So hopefully uh, we don't see something like that again. But also at the same time, that is the kind of stuff is kind of interesting. But I feel like it, it kind of dilutes, you know. The bracket play a little bit, I guess. It kind of reminds me of like the final day of the Premier League when like teams are like running the table and like all the games are going on at the same time. And that's, that's like that's what I think of right away. But we'll go over to Pool G. This group is insane. I don't know how these teams are all in the same group. Seven Liberty, 10 South Carolina, 18 Alabama, 26 Fordham. I mean, this is uh, like, I mean, we've been talking about it all year long. But it feels like South Carolina is not getting ranked high enough based on the success that they've had. Dropped a stinker against Tampa in the College Hockey South finals the other day. But I mean, Liberty doesn't feel like they're that much better than South Carolina. I don't, I'm curious, Herm, who, who do you have in this group? I have South Carolina, but I also want to talk about the called shot in all of this. An anonymous Liberty CHF player sent us a message that said, Liberty greater than Fordham, Liberty greater than Alabama, and Liberty greater than South Carolina. And I sent this over to a friend of mine in South Carolina, and he responded with wild talk from a team that lost to freaking Coastal in their conference championship. So there's some real, real bad blood brewing in Pool G, and there hasn't even been a puck dropped yet. I'm going with South Carolina, too. I just think last year was just like kind of testing the waters for everybody at the Fed Cup. And I think South Carolina got so close and did not not even get to the title game. I think uh, they've been kind of on a mission this year. They brought in some new guys. I like South Carolina in this group as well. I like them as well. Their goaltending is great. Just really strong team overall. I feel bad for Fordham in this group, man. They're going to get they got Michigan on twice last year, yep. right? During the tournament. Yeah, yeah they're going to face a similar fate. The dark horse in this pool is Bama. Bama, oh, Bama yeah, can, absolutely. can play with anybody, and them being an 18 seed in this tournament makes this. Th- I'm not even going to ask it, but this is this is the group of death. Pool G is, is it'll be interesting to see who makes it out of this one. Pool H, the final one, number eight Buffalo, number nine Florida Atlantic, number 17 Cornell, and number 25 Embry Riddle. Collins, who you got here in Pool H? I'm going with FAU. They're a really good team. Great style all around. Love the love the red, white, and blue. Can't beat it. But I saw them last year put up 
I think 12 on Alvernia or something like that, or it might have been like 14. I left after 12. Really like what that team has got going. I'm going to ride with FAU too. I, I hope they bring the uh, the tropical, the Hawaiian shirt jerseys. I hope they roll the, with those to nationals. You know, spring break for most of the boys, so I hope they come and enjoy themselves in Westchester and they get to stay a while. So I'll roll with the Owls. Herm, who are you going with? I'm going with a different Florida team. I'm going with the Plains School. I'm going with Embry-Riddle. Look, they pack when they play down in Daytona. I hope they can bring that same energy all the way up to Pennsylvania. They have one of my favorite logos, too. The the eagle wearing the visor is great. Love that. Not that college hockey players wear visors, but if an eagle to were to play hockey, he would wear the visor. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good logo. But when I was there last year, Ramapo was playing Erao in the meat locker, which for those who don't know is rank four at Iceline, and it is freezing cold. Pro tip to anybody who's going, bring a warm ass jacket. It can be 70 degrees outside and it will still be 10 degrees in that rink. It is freezing. But Ramapo absolutely waxed them last year. I think the score was like six to something. It was wild game. So just can't take them for me. It's just like after you know the result last year, I, I just I just can't do it in good faith as much as I love planes. That wraps it up for the AAU college hockey tournament. We're really looking forward to this one. We'll get everyone's predictions before we go national championship matchups maybe not predictions but dream matchup you want collins you nodded anything you have your eye on here i would love to see the bonnies and the cox i think that would be a great matchup obviously i'm i'm pulling for the cox i think that would be just all world i'm gonna go tampa quinnipiac i think quinnipiac's a dark horse i think i like the odds on them they're a higher seed i think that's good money free money if you're betting on DraftKings this weekend for aau college hockey i think quinnipiac's free money herm who you got just give me any sec matchup at any point outside of pool play that's really what I want to see. National, cha- are you going to give a national championship prediction? Give me a cock hockey Tampa rematch. I was thinking that one too. That that would be really good as well. All right, let's get into the ACHA here. Marlboro, Massachusetts. They're going to crown champions on rink one on Monday and Tuesday. We'll start things off. ACHA men's division three action. 16 teams qualified for this tournament. They'll be split up into four pools of four teams each with the winner of each pool moving on to the semifinals. They'll kick things off on Thursday, March 16th, wrap things up on rink one Tuesday, March 21st. Pool play, semifinals, championship. We get things started with Pool A, the Hope College Flying Dutchman, the defending, the reigning national champions. The road to the ACHA D3 title runs through Michigan. You'll get there's a theme here. So it's Hope, Missouri, the boys from Mizzou, Air Force, Central Michigan, a late addition to the tourney. All right. Somebody couldn't make it to the tourney. Boys from Central Michigan were fired up, ready to go. They did not have the start to the season that they wanted. They have turned things around. Brendan Martin at the helm. He took over halfway through the year. He is leading them to nationals. Herm, you and I were there when he came out of the locker room for his final game. If you were a St. Louis hockey fan at the rink, you would have thought this guy played in the NHL. The ovation that he got from the Central Michigan faithful They've had a heck of a run here in the second half. Herm, what are your thoughts here? Who's winning this pool? First off, cannot agree more with the Brennan Martin experience. That was surreal to see him walk out and kind of just reflect on his accomplishments for the the program. The love and adulation from the parents and teammates, it was a very, very special thing to be a part of. That being said, I'm rocking with my guys at Hope. They showed us, first off, 
off the ice. Absolutely a ton of love. Met a phenomenal friend for both Murph and I uh, with Christian Banks. We're excited to hopefully see him at Marlboro as well. Those guys are a hard team to beat. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with the Flying Dutchman too. I, I, I do think if you're Hope though and you see Central Michigan gets out of the tournament, you're like, ooh, that pool's not as easy as it once looked or could have been. Rolling with my guy though, Max Schick in net though. He was stellar. The freshman tendy. MVP of the tournament last year. I think he's leading them all the way back this year again. Uh, So I'll take hope in pool A as well. Collins, what about you? Listen, I love the hope guys. I think they're a great team, Um, but I got to roll with the chips here. I got to roll with the Chippewas. I love that team so much. The turnaround that they've had this season is incredible. We're friends with them on TikTok. They support us. They they love commenting on our videos. So I, I got to support those guys. It's hard not to. I also need to say, because none of us have also mentioned the boys from Miz and the season they have had as well. We love the boys at Miz. And I'm very, very excited to see what they do during the tournament. Shout out to the Miz boys, Flying Dutchman. Collins is putting all the chips in. We're moving on to Pool B. The boys from Notre Dame, they have had a heck of a year. They are looking to carry that momentum. I think they surprised a couple teams last year in the national tournament during pool play. They'll face off against Grand Valley State, Purdue, and Calvin. Another pool, two more teams from Michigan here. I'm rolling with Notre Dame here. I'm going to go with the chalk, the top seed in the pool. Uh, We mentioned, we talked about them earlier. Killer graphic design team. I think they've just been like flying under the radar. They've had a really good year and they know it, but I'm not sure teams nationwide have seen that. And I think they're going to kind of play with a chip on their shoulder here in pool B. Herb, what about you? I'm going to roll with the guys at GVSU and with our boy Dominic Stankovic. Heck of a photographer, too. (laughs) Incredible, incredible photographer. His bio says wannabe at NHL photographer. He's going to be there real, real soon with the talent that he has. Uh, But on the ice, I mean, hard to beat GVSU right now. Collins, what are you thinking? I'm going with the Irish. I've always been a massive Notre Dame fan growing up, being born Aiden Michael Collins, named after the big fella. Yeah, I love those boys. Really, really good team. And I mean, we're going to be there on St. Patrick's Day. Come on. You can't you can't pull for them. Like, you can't not. That's a very good point. Leading us to Pool C, Lawrence Tech, Saginaw Valley State, Missouri State, and Indiana. Indiana getting two teams of the national tournament this year. Herm, I, I, I don't disagree with your pick here. I think I know who you're going with. Uh, they have had a heck of a year. The Cards, the boys from Death Valley, Bailey's boys. What a season to knock off D1 teams. This is a team that deserves all of the national spotlight and then some. I want to see these guys make it out of the pool play. Collins, who, who are you going with? Yeah, I'm also rocking with Saginaw Valley yeah, State. I'll, I'll take you on that as well. Lawrence Tech's had a good year too, Missouri State as well. And Indiana to send both teams to nationals is pretty cool too. But I think Saginaw's got a lot of momentum and feels like the teams from Michigan usually have a lot of success at this tournament. So moving to Pool D, the defending runner-up, Michigan, Arkansas, Florida Gulf Coast, Oakland. This is an interesting pool. Michigan, Arkansas, Florida Gulf Coast. The Eagles making the return to Nationals in Division Three. Arkansas was electric to watch last year. They lost to Michigan in the semifinals. That was a barn burner of a game. And uh, they'll face off in Pool D. Only one of them is going to survive here. Collins, I'll let you go first. Who's getting out of Pool D? I'm thinking Michigan. I like those guys a lot. All right, Herm, who are you going with? I'm going with Michigan. And for those keeping score at home with my picks, Hope, GVSU, SVSU, and Michigan, I'm predicting an 
all Michigan final four. I'm I'm gonna be the party pooper here. I I like the hogs. Go Razorbacks. Arkansas, baby. That core group, they've got to be like 28, 29 years old. Cam McAtee, Zach Wilson, they're all coming back. Those St. Louis boys, I had so much fun last year. They made it to the Final Four. Love them to death. They were great guys to talk to, but they're all back. The gang's all back. They're in Pool D, and I, I would be afraid of the Hogs here. So I'm rolling with Arkansas. My national championship matchup here, it's going to be the winner of Pool A slash D versus the winner of Pool B and C. I'm going Hope versus Notre Dame in the final here. And I will take the Flying Dutchman again. I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid. I'm rolling with the Flying Dutchman. Uh, I, I just haven't seen anything in their game. Trailing the other night in the finals of their conference tournament, they came from behind to win it. So I, I think they, they, they're a good team and they've been there before. So I'm going to take them. Herm, what about you? Hope SVSU, and I'm not going to pick a winner because I like both of the teams too much. Oh, so you're picking a six overtime game? All right, thank you in advance no why would you speak that evil on us never again it's gonna happen no collins collins who do you have i would love to see this this is gonna piss so many people off but you miss notre dame i would love to see that happen the acha faithful are, are not gonna be too happy about that because oh those teams already have yeah. really good NCAA D1 teams. I'd love to see that. And go Irish, by the way. I'm pulling for those guys. I hope those guys win. Yeah. Herm, uh, we have any hot takes in Division 3? We sure do. King TL225 Kingston says SVSU wins it all. Bruce McLean is my man. The Valley is the best. Uh, and then Dominic Stankovich, GVSUM3, we already gave him the shout out and we're giving him another one, says D3 is a toss up this year. Every team is the chance to win within the top 10, in my opinion. No one is truly more dominant than the next team. Hope is pretty equal to most teams this year, no disrespect to them, but it comes down to whoever plays a full five games and doesn't take a period off. It also comes down to who does the little things right, chipping off the glass and out, eats pucks, takes throws, hits. Every team is competitive. Hope, us, GV. Michigan, Notre Dame, Arkansas, etc., are all similar in skill. So we might see a real dogfight in men's three to see who makes it to take home the trophy. Love it. We're going to take a breather here. This intermission presented by Optimex Sports. Optimex Sports provides teams the opportunity to build and manage their own website. The best part is your first year is free. Be sure to check them out using the link in our bio. And if you're interested in signing up, be sure to use our referral at OptimexSports.com slash sign up slash Hockey House Pod, looking forward to seeing the Optimex crew at the national championships this week. We'll be sure to introduce you guys. If anyone's looking to up their website game, Optimex is the people to go and see. So we're going to take a quick breather here. We will be right back with more ACHA previews. All right, we're right back into the action. We've got four more divisions to cover, all ACHA. We'll kick things off. ACHA Women's Division Two preview, 16 teams qualifying. They'll probably be playing Thursday, March 16th through Monday, March 20th, where they'll crown a national champion. Four pools, four teams each. We get things going with Pool A, Assumption College, Navy, North Dakota State, and Northeastern. We saw a couple of these teams here last year. I'm going to go with the number one seed here, Assumption College. My older brother went to Assumption. They've been trying to get their women's hockey program started for a while now, and they've really amped it up with their ACHA team, and they've been pretty successful. So I'm going to go with the Greyhounds on this one. Collins, what about you? Yeah, I'm also going with the Greyhounds. They've had a great season, so I mean, it's hard to pick against them. What about you, Herm? I'm doing this purely to pick piss off Collins. I'm going with Navy. I have no bad blood against Navy in terms of like the school. I grew up in, a Navy fan in, in football. You know, it's it's I'm I'm 45 minutes away from the academy, so I have bad blood with the men's team though. 
they're they're good and they always give us a good game it's it's not out of pure hate it's just um i hate losing pool b the defending national champions assiniboine adrian vermont and michigan state herm what are you thinking for this one i gotta roll with the bulldogs right alex herman would have my head if i did not roll with the bulldogs collins what are you thinking I'm going with the defending champs, Assiniboine. Yeah, I got I mean, Assiniboine too. I think it, yeah. they got so much travel. You know, it, it's a bigger deal for them when they come down and, and they play in the national tournament. And I think that you've seen that with the success they've had. So I think they're taking the pool. I'm not not sold on them winning the national title again, but I think they're taking their pool. Moving over to Pool C, I don't think it gets any easier than this take right here. Collins, who you going with? We got Villanova, Dakota College, Central Michigan, and Niagara. I'm going with Nova. I mean, that's the easiest, easiest decision i've ever made in my life i wanted to mention this last episode because it was in the notes if you remember last year the national tournament villanova had a rough run losing 22 to 1 to lake superior state lake superior state was the turnaround of last season and nova is arguably the turnaround of this season going from the five seed to the one seed so i asked um the captain sarah barsap who was the goalie that game where they lost 22 to one what differences they've noticed within the team this year compared to last year and what helped made that team make the jump or she said i would say the change in our competitive mentality and pushing ourselves to build on the standard we set last year once we knew we could climb the rankings and make it to nationals we wanted to build on the momentum and continue proving everyone who thought we shouldn't have made it wrong so i just love that mentality that they have that uh, they're just there to prove people wrong and philly hockey is good hockey so i love it love it herm are, are you uh you going with the cats i'm going with the cats i gotta go with weiss i think we're going are are we doing clean sweep for the for weiss i am not i'm going with dakota college i liked what i saw last year both their men's and women's teams made deep runs in the d2 tourneys and i i think i'm rolling with the lady jacks again so you call me a hater but maybe i'm just the reverse mush you know i i want you know if we all pick I, them then they're definitely not going to win so i'm going with the the jacks I think you're just jealous you didn't get in. Yes, yes, I, I do. I do hold that against Villanova. They did not want me. We'll, we'll go to Pool D, Sioux College, Providence, Delaware, and Rowan, um, another Canadian team here with Pool D. I haven't really looked too much into either of these teams, but I'm going to go with uh, the Sioux here. I think they've had a good year. Picked them, you know, threw them on the cover photo for the preview here on the on the IG post. So I'm liking there. and. Maybe we'll get an all-Canadian final this year. Herm, what are your thoughts? Dude, Sue is undefeated. How are you not rocking with Sue by default on this? To be honest, I didn't know that they were still undefeated. I knew when I was looking through the stuff, you know, I knew that they were undefeated in late January, but I had I had no idea. So that I mean, I don't I don't know, maybe that, that I might take my pick back a little bit. I would maybe if you leave a couple of losses, but undefeated, that's it gets tougher. Every game's harder than the last one. So I, I hope they can keep it up. Collins, what about you? Yeah, to quote Shorzy, the Sioux are so fucking good. I'm also rocking with them. That's the second easiest decision I've ever made in my life behind picking Nova. So, so who who's your national championship pick then? Who who's bringing home the title? We forgot the toughest. I think the toughest by far is probably Pool C or D. Because the issue is with Pool C is that while yes. Nova is a great team. You've also got Dakota College, Central Michigan, and Niagara. Like those are three really good teams. So it's going to be a dogfight in that group to to see who gets out. But for my matchup, I think I'm going Nova versus Assiniboine, as unrealistic as that sounds. And I want the girls to, to prove me wrong. Um, and I have Nova winning. But I think realistically, it's going to be the Sioux. Herm, 
thoughts, any predictions you have? Do you have a national championship prediction for this group? I love that idea of an all-Canadian national championship just for chaos purposes. Collins and I were talking about it before the podcast of I'm give me all of the chaos, give me the, give me all of the hot takes, give me all the narratives, give me the intrigue, and that would certainly be something that would grab some some headlines. When they faced off last year at the tournament, they they sang the Canadian anthem, which was awesome. The public address announcer from Rink One for the men's games, he went over to sing the anthem, and it was it was really cool to see. So I want assumption. I'll I'll, I'll go assumption in uh, in pool A or C, and I think they gotta they gotta knock down the defending champs in Assiniboine. I think we'll get that Assiniboine all Canadian matchup, and then hopefully you know the Greyhounds can bring home a title so I'll go with the Hounds Sue is Sue is going to be the, I mean they're they're so good I mean that's going to be a tough matchup but D2 action on the men's side 16 teams four pools Friday March 17th to Tuesday March 21st pool A I mean the, the pools here have every pool seems pretty balanced here but so I I love this tournament I think it's the toughest one to win the games are so competitive in pool play every game matters we got Liberty Northeastern and Utah State and Iowa in pool A Herm thoughts on this pool who's bringing it home Hawkeyes are kind of on a heater right now I'm not I'm not betting against Liberty but I'm just saying a team to keep an eye on are the Hawkeyes right now interesting Collins any any thoughts on that I'm thinking the Huskies. We we must have looked at the same note card before this because I I like Northeastern too. You also got to think like they've got home home field advantage here. They're going to be sleeping in their own beds. They're going to be fully recovered. They're right at home. So I mean, it's hard not to pick the hometown team. That's a a, a really good point. Well, Pool B, another hometown team: UMass, Amherst, Florida Gulf Coast, Concordia, Wisconsin, and Dakota College. I want to say this is the pool of death, but I mean, there, there's there's a lot of good pools here. This is one that I had my eye on. I'll, I'll start things off. I think it's uh, Florida Gulf Coast. They uh, We had those boys in the pod at the start of the year. What they've gone through, they played the first. They basically got their first month of the season canceled because of the hurricane damage in Fort Myers. They played like the first three weeks on the road. Everything that they've gone through. Now they're playing for their teammate here who had, you know, a two Tumor moved the other day. I just think they've gone through all of that, and the same goal before all this happened was to get back to the national championship game. Three overtimes. They lost on a, a garbage goal, buried in front. It was late at night. Everyone wanted to go home, and they they know what it takes to get there, and they're going to dig a little bit deeper to get back there. So that's who I'm going with. Collins, any thoughts for you? Yeah, I was really split between UMass and FGCU, and I was going to see what you picked before I made my pick. So I'm going with UMass. I mean, it's hard not to pick them. They have had a hell of a year this year, so I'm going chalk on that one. Boys, come on now. If we're going to talk about a hell of a year, we're going to talk about a team that has not come up once in conversation about this pool yet, and that's Concordia, Wisconsin. Have any of you guys looked at the league leaders for men's two this season? I'm going to read you off some numbers real quick. You ready for this? Alexander Way, 35 games played, 83 points. Ian Malcolmson, 36 games played, 76 points. Lucas Cruiser, 36 games played, 74 points. Samuel Weiss, 36 games played, 63 points. These guys are putting up two and a half, three points per game. That's talent right there and i think they've got what it takes to get out of the pool uh, that's not even that's actually not where i thought you were going with that one dakota college beat you mary earlier in the year and you handed the the marauders one of their lone d2 losses yeah so i had dakota college 
in as my pick. I told I this was one of the few picks that I told to Collins that I was going with. I made a last minute change to Conco. I, I remember pointing it out, I think, to you earlier in the season and just to, to see that they've kept up their pace. Maybe they've got what it takes. It's a team that we haven't talked about all year other than that one little note. Those teams tend to, to play stunner at national sometimes. Moving on to Pool C. The reigning champs, the kids who are moving up to Division One next year, you marry St. Thomas, Kentucky, and Bentley. Another really interesting pool here. Has anyone beaten the Marauders, Herm? I'm ready to be in a locker room for this. No, nobody is beating the Marauders in this pool. The Tommies from St. Thomas, they did it earlier in the year, but I think this you marry team is on a mission. The year that they've had, and I saw the tweet, all the stats that they've had, they are going for the three-peat, and they're going to go out on top. That's what I'm thinking. I think they're certainly getting out of this pool. I, uh, there's some intriguing matchups here, though. Teams that could give them a hard time. St. Thomas, Kentucky, and a team that I think flew under the radar last year was Bentley. They gave teams a run for their money, too. They're a fast-paced team and they sneak up on you, I think the Marauders are too much to handle in in pool play. What about you, Collins? I love Kentucky. I think they're a great team, but nobody's getting past you, Mary. It's it's obvious. I mean, they're the best team. They beat Minot State. It's insane. Like, they're, they're... there's nobody close to them, in my opinion. I've said it. I've said it since 2021. They're like Iceland in the Mighty Ducks movie. That is you marry to a T. They are Iceland. And maybe there's a Mighty Ducks out there this year. I don't know. Maybe there's a Team USA. But right now, they look like Iceland, and they have for a while now. Pool D might have that USA. We have Lindenwood, Montana State, UNH, University of New Hampshire, and Indiana. Indiana, a team that Fitz always talked about, didn't really look the best to start off the year. They end up winning the conference again. They get the auto bid, go to regionals. They get through regionals again. They knock off the Bobcats. Herm, I know it's a sore subject, but do you have a winner in Pool D? Uh, I'm so sad that the heroes aren't in this spot, first of all. And with that said, I'm going with the team that knocked them off with the Hoosiers. That's what you got to do, because at least you lost to the eventual champion. You don't want to root against the team that beat you, because then you know, you're not as good. So I, I don't hate that pick. Collins, what about you? I said it earlier in the year when we were talking about our game of the week, Montana versus Montana State. You guys all took Montana. Montana State blew them out like 13 to 1. They are an incredible team. I got to rock with them. I got to rock with the Bobcats. I'm rolling with the hometown boys on this one. Live free or die, the University of New Hampshire Wildcats. Not only are they the hometown New Hampshire team, let me read off the UNH club hockey team roster. Groton, Mass, Franklin, Mass, Chumpsford, Mass, Arlington, Mass, Malden, Mass, Sandwich, Mass, Dartmouth, Mass, Salem, Mass, Hanover, Mass, Arlington, Mass, Bedford, New Hampshire, Salem, New Hampshire, Natick, Mass, Manchester, New Hampshire, Wellesley, Medford, Saugus, Waltham, Longmeadow. You could go on and on. This is the roster. I'm not lying. South, like South Berwick, Massachusetts, Needham, Cumberland, around. These are the hometown boys that have been playing at the New England Sports Center their whole life, and the lights have never been brighter for them. They're going to have friends, family in the stands. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm picking the Wildcats on this one. So they've been a tough team to play against. Had to had to win in, in the regional tournament, which I think it gives you a little bit of an advantage. You've played with some competitive hockey lately, so I'm going with them. We talked about which pool's the toughest here, though. We'll skip the, the national championship predictions, but who's bringing home the title? I'll, I'll go to Collins first. Just want to know who, who's your national championship favorite right now. You, Mary. 
it's obvious it's you mary i i just think there's no other way you know i've seen this movie before and it looked like florida gulf coast could give them a run for their money i I, like i I said i think this is the most exciting of of the seven tournaments and championships i'll take it if if it doesn't work out but i want florida gulf coast i think those guys have just been through a heck of a year and i think we get a, a finals rematch no, actually, no. Pools B and C have to play each other, so we get we would get you marry Florida Gulf Coast in the semis. I don't know. I think the the the, the Eagles have a chip on their shoulder here. They pull it off, and then they probably play UNH in the final, and uh, they're bringing it home. So that's my prediction. I think you marry cruises through pool play. I'm gonna eat my words, Kyle Hayden. If I see you at some point in Marlboro, just know it was all good fun. I Florida Gulf Coast is my team here. Herm, what are you thinking? It's gotta be you marry right? It's gotta be you, Mary. What other team is bringing local news from goddamn North Dakota to cover a tournament? It's gotta be you, Mary. We'll see. Really looking forward to this one. We'll skip ahead. ACHA Women's Division 1 preview. This one's really interesting. 10 qualifying teams. Thursday, March 16th through Monday, March 20th. I'm calling it a double elimination first round with the top two seeds getting buys. There's five rounds. There's a first round and an elimination round. Basically, if you lose in the first round, you play in the elimination round. If you lose that, you go home. After the elimination round, we get quarterfinals, semifinals, championships. So in the first round, we get number seven, ASU, taking on number six, Maryville. Number eight, McKendry, taking on number five, Indiana Tech. Number nine, Michigan versus number four, Adrian number 10 Miami versus number three Minot State. The losers will face off against each other in elimination. The lowest remaining seed will take on Liberty in the quarterfinals, and the second lowest remaining seed will take on Midland in the quarterfinals. Kind of hard to digest this one, but Herm, anything that stands out to you in this women's tournament? Do you have a favorite to win it? Teams to look out for. I like Arizona State in this. They won their conference championship. We've been getting 6-6 stuff from them all season long. I would love to see Alex speaks very, very highly of the girls on the women's one team. I think it's going to be a question of who can stop Liberty right now. And it kind of ties into the the called shot later on. And we'll get to that. It's going to be interesting. You look at a team like Liberty that looked oh so invincible at the start of this season. There have been a couple of chinks in the armor so far. A couple of big losses. The loss to Midland for, for the conference championship. That's big. How does that affect a team as they go into into nationals like this? I like Midland. I, I really do. Like you said, for the longest time, Liberty has just looked invincible. Now they know what it takes. And I don't know if Liberty comes in with a chip on their shoulder, but McKendry beat them earlier in the year too. Indiana Tech's had a really good year as well on the women's side. And Minot State beat Liberty too. So I think for the first time in a while, it, it feels like this could be anyone's game. And I don't know if that just gives the Flames more motivation, but this will definitely be an exciting tournament to watch. Collins, anything that you're keeping an eye on here? Some big name teams that we cover a lot. I know we do a lot of Arizona State, a lot of Michigan because those schools don't have the varsity programs, but anything that sticks out to you? Fate of the universe on the line. The Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth. I got to go with Liberty. Like that team is 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 so good. I, I mean, they've had their their ups and downs. I still think that core is intact and they're a really good team. The coaching is the same. You know, it's hard not to pick them. Kellerman made the wrong pick when he said Iguodala. I want Iguodala. <laughs> it's such a good moment. I had to use it. Herm, what's what's the hot take for this one? 
So the hot take comes from Name Redacted, who says women's one Midland knocks off Liberty again. It's a gut feeling. I had it the day of their conference championship, and what do you know? Teams have slept on Midland for years. They are a top team now, and they'll show it in Boston. Liberty only has a few six years left, losing their talent, not getting good enough recruits. Time for the fall of Liberty. I think we are all sick of seeing them win everything and act like it's nothing special. Those are fighting words right there. There we have it. That's bulletin board material if I've ever heard it. Well, boys, we, we've come to the grand finale. For those of you who have been listening the whole time, we got the big one, the big Kahuna. ACHA Men's Division One Preview. 20 teams have qualified for the title and a chance for glory. We have Thursday, March 16th. We'll get things kicked off. We'll crown a national champion on Tuesday, March 21st. Single elimination is the closest thing we get to March Madness. Make sure you're filling out those brackets. The Murdoch Cup is on the line. Five rounds. We got a first round, second round, quarterfinals, semifinals, and a championship with the top seeds getting a bye to the second round. We'll start off in the first round matchups. Number 13, Grand Valley State takes on number 20, Buffalo. Number 14, Calvin, takes on number 19, Navy. Number 15, Illinois State, takes on number 18, IUP. Number 16, Lawrence Tech versus number 17, Michigan Dearborn. I'm a little bummed with this matchup. I know in the NCAA tournament, they avoid at all costs pairing up teams that are in the same conference. Kind of wish they did that for this one. I feel like Lawrence Tech and Dearborn playing each other in the first round. I don't know. There's two very good teams. They got to face off against each other, but I'd like to see a little bit more variety. I mean, these teams play each other all the time, and they got to play each other in the first round in Marlboro. So that's my take on it. Herm, anything stand out to you from the first day of, of D1 action? I think Dearborn has the opportunity for an upset. I think it would be stunning, truly stunning, if Buffalo made it out here. Uh, that would ruin my dark horse prediction. Collins, anything for you? I, I know you, Navy, IUP are teams that you guys faced off against. Yeah, both of those, they're they're both good teams. We kept it really close with Navy. Navy honestly stands no shot. IUP was a great team, big physical team. I don't think they're going to be able to get past Illinois State, though, but I would love to see them make it through onto the next round. In the second round, we have UNLV taking on the winner of Grand Valley State and Buffalo. Number five, Liberty takes on number 12, Pitt. Number three, Adrian takes on the winner of Calvin and Navy. Number six, UCO versus number 11, Arizona. This is going to be one I'm going to keep my eye on. That'll be interesting to watch, especially after UCO had such a thrilling first round game last year. Arizona felt like they were, weren't there very long last year. Herm, we didn't even actually get to see them play because we went to the Blues game that night, hoping to catch up with those boys this time around. Number two, Ohio takes on the winner of Illinois State and IUP. Number seven, Jamestown takes on number 10, Niagara. The number one seed, Minot State Beavers, take on the winner of Lawrence Tech and Dearborn. And then we wrap things up with number eight, Indiana Tech, and number nine, Maryville. We had a hot take about this first round and it's from an anonymous Eschel player who said watch for Pitt to take down Liberty. Pitt is an all-around powerhouse and all four lines can play. Their top four defensemen are shut down. Their third line of Pezo, Rip, and Virag is unreal and puts up points consistently and they also just stomped on Niagara who gave Liberty a tough weekend earlier in the year. Pitt beat Niagara 8-2. to Look for a close game but I think Pitt could possibly sneak it out. I mentioned the Panthers last episode, and it seems like the Eshel's backing me up on this one. We talked about it last week, too, about what advantage do teams have that play the weekend before Nationals. Pitt played three games last weekend. Or no, two games. Sorry, they had a bye in the first round, but they played two games against some tough competition. They beat a good Niagara team, 8-2. to two. Liberty hasn't played in a while. That, that might not go well for the Flames, but 
I do agree. I think Pitt was the toughest team that we played all year as well. Like we mentioned it at the top of the show, the, the success that they had in the, the regular season and the playoffs as well, too. So, Collins, anything that sticks out to you in these potential second-round matchups? Not much, but I feel bad for either Navy or Calvin who has to go play Adrian next. That's that's brutal. I'm going to be straight up, and this will take us perfectly into our final four predictions. I don't think anybody outside of the top four is moving on to the final four. I think it's going to be straight up chalk. There is such a big gap between the top five and the rest. It's absurd. It's 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 ridiculous. So I, I think this year, we're not going to see too much madness happen as much as I would love to see it. Herm, what do you think on that? I know some of your favorites here are, are in that top four. You think it's going chalk or is there any alterations to that no i think there's always going to be someone who can sneak through i don't think it'll be all chalk i think there's absolutely the potential for a cinderella team to sneak through here it's crazy like would you consider pitt cinderella with how good those top five teams are anybody outside the top five is is a cinderella is that fair to say? i would say so i think that is very very fair to say Pitt, in this case, would be a Cinderella team. I agree with that. Herm, do you want to make a prediction for teams in the top four? Because I'm still looking at this slate, and I don't I don't know if I, if I have anything. Ohio and Minot are on a collision course, and I think that's going to be insane. That's my bottom half of the bracket prediction right there. I think an Ohio-Niagara game right before that is going to be electric. Uh, I think Niagara pulls off that upset against Jamestown on the other side of it, it's going to be Adrian UCO is going to be a dog fight. That's going to be so much fun to watch. And then, you know what? Pitt and double overtime against UNLV. And they have one of the most fun matchups against Adrian that you could ask for. There we go. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I feel like Minot is getting through. Ohio is getting through. It's this top half that, um, again, it's hard to pick against Adrian. I think Adrian's better than the teams in their corner of the bracket. And right now I'm looking and it's like, is it Pitt? Is it Liberty? Or is it UNLV? Uh, the UNLV boys aren't going to like this, but I really think it's the winner of Liberty and Pitt is going to end up beating UNLV. I know the Flames are fired up. It seems like everybody's writing them off and they've had a really good year. They've played one of the tougher schedules. But I don't know. I, I like Pitt, I, and I'll, I'll always root for the teams that I play against. So throw me Pitt in that top four, and uh, we'll go from there. So that wraps up the predictions here. Collins, want to get your take on it? What is a team that you're like looking forward to seeing at nationals? You know, we see all these teams. We cover them throughout the year, and now we're going to get to be there in person. What's a team that you're looking forward to either seeing in person or maybe catching up with after the game? From what I've heard from Herm. I cannot wait to, one, not only see you, Mary, play, but catch up with them after the game. That group just seems absolutely amazing. I've heard they are just the nicest people. I look forward to meeting them and getting to to watch the Marauders play. Herm, what about you? Teams you're looking forward to catching up with, getting to check out at Nationals? I think there's obviously biases here, just given the fact that I'm an Ohio alumnus and now have a younger brother who's going to Adrian and has built some very, very quality relationships within all levels of that program. So love those guys. UNLV, looking forward to seeing them. Uh, Hope loved them last year. Obviously, I think the new team on my roster is Saginaw Valley State. I feel like I've been their biggest cheerleader all year. To get to see those guys play should be a lot of fun. I'm going to go a little unconventional here. I'm looking forward to seeing the teams that we don't talk about 
play. Last year we went down, knew zero to nothing about Hope College, and then we left that place, and it felt like we were friends with all the parents. Kind of the same thing with you, Mary. We got to be a lot closer with those guys. Before the tournament, it was like, you know, you don't know anybody. Somebody was saying, I remember sitting next to somebody, and they're like, yeah, like Hockey House hates us. Dude, I I am the Hockey House. Like, what do you mean? I don't even know who you are. And uh, it was just so funny. Looking forward to kind of meeting those teams. And, And a year from now, we'll be talking about how exciting it was to hang out with those guys. So very excited. Like we mentioned, Collins and I will be in Westchester. The three of us, Herm included, will be in Marlboro for the action. Really looking forward to it. We'll have the Hockey House merch going. We're actually, we're going to bring hats with us too. So if you want a Hockey House hat, we're going to be armed and ready to, to dish them out if anyone's looking to purchase one. Um, we're also really excited. We're partnering with the CHF. Uh, and during the AAU College Hockey Tournament, we are giving out a hat a day to the player of the day, which is going to be really cool. We're really excited about that and we're looking forward to it. Uh, Herm, any before we wrap up, any any other thing looking forward to heading into nationals? Murph will sign your hat for $20 a pop. Yeah, of course. Anything. I don't hate your teams, so don't say that when you see me. Thank you. Picking up the pucks now. I have a hot take before we leave. Everybody loves, I'm so sick and tired of seeing these photos on Instagram and sent to us saying academic weapon. And it's a kid in the locker room doing homework. That doesn't make you an academic weapon. That just means you couldn't get your work done on time. So you're doing it in the locker room. A real academic weapon is doing their work in the library and they're not doing any homework on the weekends when they're playing. If you want to be a real academic weapon, get your work done on the bus, take care of it. Because to me, if you're in my locker room and we're like getting ready for a playoff game and you're on your laptop like you're not ready to go you're not an academic weapon you're just putting off your work so love when guys you know they're, they're doing it it's the acha you know it's it's chf but in my opinion you're not an academic weapon what i don't know what you, what your guys thoughts on that are if it's a time test and they have to take it at that point then they're an academic weapon if you're taking a test on a friday or saturday night i i get i see your point if it is an assignment maybe if it's like during practice i've seen photos before of like guys hopping off practice because they have to register for classes during a certain time that i can understand yeah i did that (laughs) i had it happen to me in frisco where i had an assignment where i was working the bobcats game flipping back and forth between like i had an hour to do the assignment was doing both things at the same time so i don't know would you call me an academic weapon for that no, I won't. I won't give you a hard time for that. Yeah, I, I, I'll accept that. Herm, what do you got for us before we go? It has been nine long months since I have arrived in Utica, New York. The odd now has new lighting. It has made my life so much easier that I don't have to make wild adjustments in post anymore. All you photography nerds can geek out with me over this, but it has been a long time coming. Nicholas Manusos and his girlfriend Hannah were at the game, the UU men's game for the championship and the Comets game versus the Crunch. And even they commented, they were like, it looks yellow in this building. Now it actually looks like a proper white balance light. I know Collins has got his, his new camera ready to go and you guys will be firing on all cylinders for the natty tournaments but collins hot take anything you have for us before we go i've got a very hot take because i am pissed after seeing this in in our replies a couple westchester players said Rams snubbed the rams should be going instead of navy you guys should not be going instead of navy you guys didn't beat them in the regular season nobody did 
We didn't. Yes, we came close. I'm sure you guys came close too, but like they 100% fully deserve to go to nationals. Winning the conference tournament when you did not beat that team in the regular season does not make you deserving of going to the national tournament. And this is only for, for regular season champs who are going to the nationals. I, I, I just think that pisses me off. I mean, yes, you could make the argument that, oh, well, they can't play when the lights are brightest. They were the most consistent the entire year. Clearly, they, they were the better team. By far. I don't know. That's just my my gripe with that. And my other gripe with the way these formats work, uh, where the regular season champ goes, is that playoffs are meaningless. I mean, yeah, it sucked to lose to Westchester. But in all honesty, the way I felt after losing to Westchester was not as bad as I felt after losing to Navy when if we beat that team, there was a really good shot. We were going to nationals. It sucked because that was the last game for our seniors and they didn't go out on a high note. There was no meaning behind that championship, at least in my opinion. I don't know. That's just my opinion on it. What are, what are your guys' thoughts? I think I think you could tell too in, in watching them. They're just more entertaining to watch. It's almost like look at the what the basketball tournament's going on now, like March Madness with those small conferences. They're playing for everything because if they win, they get an auto bid i think it makes it more entertaining to watch you, you hit the nail on the head like sometimes it's just like what what are we really playing for so that, that, those are my that's my take on it all right well that just about does it thanks for staying with us uh we're looking forward to seeing everyone down in westchester and marlboro shoot us a dm if you're if you're looking for us at hockey house pod instagram twitter tiktok we're going to be on everything giving you the best coverage of these national championships coming up and as always thanks for listening we'll see you next week see you boys yeah.